It is Wednesday, August 30th. I'm Scott Sattenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Jonathan Taylor, still a cult. And the cuts keep coming. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with the Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. The Colts cannot find a trade partner for Jonathan Taylor. Chris Jones and Nick Bosa, both placed on the reserve, did and, not show list. And it's cut day in baseball? <laughs> what? I can't wait to go over the Angels opening day lineup and talk about the players that are not on the team anymore. Yeah, but pretty wild. Let's lead with the NFL. The big story, Jonathan Taylor did not get traded by the Colts' self-imposed deadline. There was a lot of confusion amongst football fans yesterday. Everyone thinking, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm judging this by Twitter, obviously. But people saying, oh, he wasn't traded by the deadline. The NFL trade deadline's October 31st. Yeah. This was not a, a league deadline. This was a deadline that the Colts had self-imposed on themselves because it's roster cutdown day yesterday. They had to decide whether or not they were going to put him on the pup list, which means that he has to miss the first four games or activate him and he's on the 53-man roster. He could still get traded. They could still trade him before week one, but he has to miss the first four games of the season, so a trade now is less likely i still think he gets dealt but he won't get dealt till maybe well definitely before october 31st but he won't get dealt till the season starts and somebody suffers an injury yeah i i'm thinking that your your wager here is in a lot of trouble yeah uh, he's not getting traded before week one yeah it do, doesn't feel like like that's gonna happen but uh I, I wish that we had an idea of like what was the offer what got offered that the colts said no thanks to According to some reports, they wanted a first-round pick, and they held firm that they would not take less than a first-round pick. I can't say that I blame them. I, I mean, this is a, it, it sets a bad precedent. If you if you trade him and you think you're getting good value, you get a first-round pick for him. For a, you get a first-round pick for a second-round pick that has one year left on his contract. Feels like you win that deal uh, somehow. But if you're not going to come out feeling like you're ahead. Don't make the move. Force Jonathan Taylor to make the move. So I, I don't blame the Colts here. I think they, they did the right thing by holding on to him. He's he's still one of the better one of the better players on their roster. And according to reports, uh, his health was not a factor in not getting a trade done. So I don't know if it was the contract situation or just the compensation going back to Indianapolis. It sounds to me like it was compensation. Yeah. I mean, if if teams were if teams were reaching out interested, that means they were probably willing to pay. Jonathan Taylor. Mm -hmm. They just weren't willing to pay the price that it took to have the opportunity which to, me, to which, pay him. Which to me, this is just, it's so petty then on the Indianapolis Colts and Jim Irsay. It's very petty, but that's uh, uh, why not, not surprising. They're going to pay a guy to not play for them for four weeks? Just, why not just get something in return for him and get him off your books? Yeah, it seems like it'd make the most sense, but. And then get the headache away from you. But I, I think they're still looking at it as they don't want to let Jonathan Taylor win. They don't want to set the precedent of letting guys force trades uh, unless they, they unless they can get fair value for him. And I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong. I think Jim Irsay really blew this whole thing by opening his big fat mouth at the yep. beginning. He's the one who put his team in a bad situation because Whatever the case, the team is worse this year because of what Jim Irsay said. 100%. So do you think he gets dealt? 
this year? I don't. I, I think he. I think he ends up playing for the Colts week five. Wow, Mackenzie. Yeah. I cannot see him playing for the Colts of this season or ever again. But I, could be I mean, that'd be a bold move if he sits out the whole year. Like, if, especially for a guy. Well, they're who, already paying him. He already tolls his. Once you put him on the pup list, I guess so. You're getting that those four game checks. So uh, they did not put him on the uh, NFI. So I guess that's good for Taylor's camp. But uh, I, I think that he gets traded at some point, maybe October 30th, as Ursay, uh, you know, stubbornly relents and say fine. Yeah, well, or just if somebody suffers an injury. In week one or week two, price goes up. the price goes up, and maybe they're willing now to, yeah. to part ways with the first-round pick, especially if you're a contender. If you're a contender and you lose your starting running back, you're going to make this deal. Sure. And then week five, Jonathan Taylor is your starting running back, and you're, you you go on through the season. And So I'm curious to see but what happens. you be a contender with cap room because sure. you're going to have sure. – if you don't want to give up a first-round pick mm-hmm. for a, a rental of Jonathan Taylor, sure. certainly. Sure. Uh, Very curious to see what happens, though, on that Jonathan Taylor front. Elsewhere, we talked about the holdout situations for both Nick Bosa and Chris Jones. Both the Chiefs and the 49ers have placed them on the PUP. What is it, McKenzie? No, not the PUP list. The reserve did not report list. Reserve did not report. So what does that mean uh, different than the PUP list, which is physically unable to perform? They're not on the 53-man roster. They don't count against the cap, um, and they're fined each and every game that they miss. Uh, for Chris Jones, it's up to $7 million if, if he misses the first seven games. Which he has, remember he said on social media, I'm good till week eight. I can afford it. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, th- but again, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. This is a big deal for both these teams because these are teams that we consider real contenders. So missing, I think, both teams' best defenders, this is not a small thing. It's not a, uh, eh, they'll come back when they come back. Like, I, I, From what I understand, the 49ers are really pushing to get a deal done with Bosa. I, I, wouldn't, count, I wouldn't count out the 49ers getting something done uh, sooner than later. But for, for the Chiefs, it seems like they're not close. What are we hearing about the 49ers and Bosa, McKenzie? Because he still hasn't reported to the team. Uh, he's working out in Florida Will he be on the field week one? I would assume so, as I have all summer, but it's interesting. They've reportedly been very open about not giving anything to the media, not leaking anything, not just keeping everything in-house. And the local radio station in San Francisco posted a Ian Rappaport interview where he's like, there are major differences. They are not close. This is a lot worse than people think. And you know what happened to the interview after it was posted? Deleted. <laughs> not on not on the internet, not on Twitter. So that makes me think that there might be a little more trouble in paradise, and it might not be as close as we think. I think he might miss week one. And we've seen that in the line. It was three, and now it's two and a half flat. Yeah, 49ers minus two and a half against the Steelers, and the Chiefs six and a half point favorites in that opening game against the Lions. I think more likely Chiefs play without Chris Jones than 49ers play without Nick Bosa. I think so as well. I think that's what we're we're going to see here because that line, it, it opened up at Chiefs minus seven and it has gone down to six and a half now. But it's minus 115 at the six and a half. The difference so. being also that like the, the 49ers defense, they, they're strong. It's a strong unit. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, when you're missing one piece, it's okay. You can, you can usually fade it. The Chiefs are very reliant on Chris Jones defensively. Like he, yeah. he's, he's the number one player on that defense and the gap between him and number two is, is wide. So, uh, it, it feels like it's more important for the Chiefs to get things done, and it seems like they're further away. 
Elsewhere around the NFL, it was cut down day. You had to get down to 53, and we know the new third quarterback rule, which is like the new old third quarterback rule. The emergency QB rule is back in place, which means that teams can carry a third quarterback. It counts towards your 53-man roster, but he does not count towards your actives list for that current game day. So in uniform, on the sidelines, doesn't count towards your actives, but has to be a member of the 53-man of the 32 teams in the NFL, 13 of them kept a third quarterback on the 53-man roster. Last year, 12 teams carried three quarterbacks on their active roster. So here are the teams with three quarterbacks. Dolphins, Steelers, Colts, Texans, Titans, Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Vikings, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and 49ers. So the 49ers kept the third quarterback, McKenzie. Brandon Allen's good. Brandon Allen, your third quarterback for the 49ers. Now, this is what's interesting. 13 teams carrying three quarterbacks. But Bill Belichick says, smarter than all of you. I'm only, <laughs> I'm only carrying one. What, how is, what is going on here? The I, Patriots' initial 53-man roster has one quarterback on it, and that is Mac Jones. Both Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham were released yesterday. That comes as a surprise to me. Like, I, I was thinking that they may end up keeping both of those guys. Uh, I'd heard that Malik Cunningham, like, in an ideal world, uh, could be much more than a quarterback, be sort of a gadget piece and be in a, a bunch of different packages. Uh, and obviously, it's unprecedented not to have a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we saw some impressive stuff out of Bailey Zappi last year, so it was just kind of assumed that would be the case. Uh, but it's not the case. Bailey Zappi apparently has regressed quite a bit in camp to the point where Bill Belichick said, I can't fix this guy, uh, which is disappointing. You know, I'm I'm a Bailey Zappi guy. Well, they can bring him back if he clears waivers. If he clears waivers, they'll put him on the practice squad and they can yeah. bring him back or they could bring him back on a rework deal or whatever. It's but, not like Bailey Zappi was making a bunch of money yeah. on a late-round pick. Well, I don't think anyone's going to claim him is what I'm trying to say. I don't think any team out there is going to claim him. Now, the other interesting aspect of this is you look around the league at other quarterbacks that were released. You know, Maybe Bill Belichick has interest in Colt McCoy as a backup. Maybe there's another guy out there that he has interest in backup. Carson Wentz is out there sitting around. Sign a veteran backup. Maybe yeah. that's the guy. Yeah, one of the teams that I found interesting that you said kept three quarterbacks was the Saints. Uh, the Saints who kept Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and Jay Kaner also have Taysom Hill on the roster. So they are like, it felt like they automatically had that sort of emergency quarterback built in. Yeah. But they're going to go with three quarterbacks and Taysom Hill, which is, uh, which is kind of an interesting move when, at least from a roster construction standpoint for now. Yeah. For now, which also means that they're not going to play Taysom McCoy, uh, Taysom Hill at quarterback. Right. I mean, he'll run, he'll do those running plays, Yeah. but he's not going to take snaps at quarterback and, and run the offense. He's just going to be in there for gadget plays only. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's not like they, it's not like there's, there's a rule that says, they can't have Taysom Hill out there taking snaps at quarterback if they no. like. I mean, he's more than welcome yeah. to like because he's not going to be the the reserve guy who's like waiting to to see if he needs to come in the game or not. He's going to be part of the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, it, the Saints are one of the few teams that have that luxury of having three guys that they feel comfortable with at quarterback at any given time. Mm. Also, with three quarterbacks on the roster. The Dallas Cowboys. Not a surprise at all. I mean, you just gave up a, a fourth-round pick for for Trey Lance. I don't think they were going to throw Cooper Rush out. I think they they had a real hard time. They struggled to throw Will Greer out because mm-hmm. he'd been so good. But it was obvious that they, they'd made a commitment to Trey Lance to see if they could get something out of that. So it makes sense that they would keep him. And I, I think Cooper Rush played so well 
when he came in last season that it, it's hard to move on from that guy, a guy who's comfortable in the offense. Uh, I, I'm curious to see if there's an injury to Dak, who the, who the first name called is, if it's Trey Lance or Cooper Rush, the guy who you paid a fourth-round pick for or the guy who you've already seen and you trust. It's going to be an interesting decision for the Cowboys. I think right now it has to be Cooper Rush as the backup because he played so well last year as as the backup. And he, and it, but do you trade a fourth-round pick for a guy that you're going to have no, holding the clipboard every no. week? Like and, 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 and the an thing emergency is, QB? The one, the one advantage that I guess you can give Trey Lance over Cooper Rush is that it is a new offense. So it's not like, yeah. it's, not like it's still Kellen Moore's offense where you can say, Listen, Cooper Rush is our backup because he knows the offense. Yeah. Now, yes, he's had a couple of more weeks of an advantage to learn it, but Trey Lance is coming in and learning the offense now. He's going to be on the same level. They're both going to be in the first year in this system. So, Mackenzie, do you think Trey Lance eventually becomes Dak Prescott's immediate backup? I think so eventually. I think if he gets hurt week two, you put Cooper Rush in there, five and one, spent the whole camp with him. By the bye week, by the Cowboys' bye week, is Trey Lance the backup quarterback on the depth chart? Week seven. Uh, good question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, I, if there's I, not I, an injury, I, we'll never know. Like, because they'll, right. they'll keep Cooper Rush listed right, as right, the backup. Be- better question. Week five, Cowboys at 49ers. Does Trey Lance see the field? They just start Trey Lance anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> throw him out there. Just one snap. Just, like, <laughs> just, just one snap. Throw him out there. Gadget play. Halfback pass. I don't know. Well, I, I listen. Your adrenaline. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think there was a way. I don't think there was a world where the Dallas Cowboys could not have kept three quarters. I agree. So that's that's yeah. not a surprise at all to me. Also on the physically unable to perform list to start the season will be Von Miller. He'll have to miss the first four games of the season. That's Jets, Raiders, Commanders, and Dolphins for the Buffalo Bills. So they will be out there without their best pass rusher. Uh, remember, he injured his ACL back on the Thanksgiving game against the Lions. Uh, you know, underwent surgery, and the hope was he'd be back. He's obviously not yet, so uh, they're working him back slowly. I think that's fine. I think it's fine. You too. need you need a healthy Von Miller at the end of the season. You don't no want doubt. you don't want what happened last year, where Von Miller plays well at the beginning of the season, and then he's hurt and doesn't play for you in the postseason. Sure. So, but I you'd think, like to have Von Miller out there against the, these division opponents, sure, but Tua and, and Aaron Rodgers. If, if I you. Von Miller's probably going to miss games this year. That was that was the likelihood. Miss him at the beginning. Exactly. And if I said, you have four games that you're going to be without Von Miller, you tell me where you want them, I think you, Sean McDermott, everybody, the Pagulas are saying, miss the first four games. That's probably the way to go. And hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's healthy down the stretch. What'd you call them? The Pagulas? Is that some sort of slur? It's the owners it's of the, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terry and Kim Pagula. You damn Pagulas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's people from Buffalo. We call San Diegans. Yeah. Pagulas, we call them. <laughs> Bunch of Pagulas up there. Uh, elsewhere. The, the daughter, by the way, is tearing it up in tennis, U.S. Open. Uh, she, is she, Scott thinks she's going to win the tournament, McKenzie. <laughs> What's her odds? Ega for me. Ega's <laughs> uh, my girl, you know that. But uh, I, you know, I don't know her odds. Nor does that matter here in our NFL segment. But uh, l- what's the latest, Scott, on Joe Burrow? Still not practicing, uh, and it's been 33 days since he suffered that strained right calf in Bengals training camp, and he is still not practicing. Zach Taylor, when asked if he's going to be back at practice this week, he said, "We'll see." So that's not good. It week one is not this week though. No, it's not. But there are people who I said, I mean, came at me on Twitter because we've been talking about, there's a possibility that Joe Burrow's not ready to go week one. Mm-hmm. 
And people are like, no one in Cincinnati's thinking that. Quit talking about that. It's not happening. Joe Burrow's going to be ready. Well, now if he's ready, he's going to be ready on, what, a week of practice? Yeah. And Joe Burrow, we've seen, has struggled in these early season games. I think RJ has a ticket for week one on the Browns, and it's looking better and better in my opinion. Has there been any more movement on that, McKenzie? Uh, no, it's stuck re- really plus one, plus one and a half. So no movement. That's, I mean, it's plus one and a half. What was it at? What did it open at, Mac? It was two and a half before there was any borough news. Moved down to about one and now it's settled at one and a half. Okay. So the Browns are still a good teaser piece. I think so. Me too. Get over seven. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's, a big, that's a big deal. Browns plus seven and a half. Push the commanders down. Oh, the commanders have to be in it. The commanders yeah. have to be in your party. Cardo, Cardo, Josh Dobbs, or, or Clayton Toon. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Jessica Pagula, Pagula, 10 to 1, by the way, to win the U.S. Open. Oh, she's got a chance. You taking it? No. If she wins, I, I'm going to body slam <laughs> you through a table. If she. <laughs> Buffalo style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm How about bo- this? I'm going to body slam you through a table this, and chug a, 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 buck or a, a glass of uh, hot sauce, of buffalo sauce. I was going to say, if she wins, I'll eat. A buffalo wing. A hot wing? Yeah, a buffalo wing. Oh, boy. Wow. Does buffalo buffalo wing, in, like, that means it's hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Otherwise, it's just like a barbecue wing or, right. or, it's or, a, or garlic wing. It's a hot wing. Yeah. Like, he's oh. so unaccustomed to hot sauce. He's like, buffalo sauce. That's hot, right? I, he, like, <laughs> Scott is like, if they put pepper on his eggs, he's like, what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> Send this back, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I, I'm cheer- now I've got a rooting interest in the ladies' U.S. Open. Interesting line moves in college football last night. Utah against Florida is the first top 25 game of week one. We had week zero last week. Now we have week one this week. Thursday night, standalone game, national television, as far as the top 25 is concerned. I'm not talking about, obviously, there's plenty of games on Thursday. But Thursday night, top 25 action, we have Florida at Utah. Naturally, this is going to attract a lot of public betting. Sure. Utah opens up as a nine-point favorite. Their home revenge spot off of last year when they went to Gainesville and Anthony Richardson became a Heisman candidate. Kyle Whittingham, great coach. Cam Rising, coming off the injury. And people a little concerned about the starting quarterback of Utah. So the line ticks down to six and a half, where it holds steady. Last night, the odds board starts flickering from six and a half to six. To five and a half. To five. I like when Scott tells stories in a dramatic fashion. You appreciate this, McKenzie? You see, like, the glass of water with the ripple in it? Yeah, Yeah, it starts ticking. (laughs) 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 He's a storyteller, friends. I love it. It is now Utah minus four at Westgate. DraftKings is at four and a half. What is going on? The only thing I can say is somewhere, someone has leaked information that Cam Rising is not playing in this game. Yeah, I've been saying this for a little while now. I I didn't understand the thought that Cam Rising could play in this game. And uh, I I wish that I had my money where my mouth was. I wish that I had a Florida uh, plus nine ticket. I don't. I I do have a ticket uh, under 50 and a half because I said there's no way he's going to be out there. At least there's no way he's going to be out there at 100%. uh, And the totals crashed down as well, obviously. But I just didn't picture a world where this guy who got hurt in the Rose Bowl would be back eight months later mm-hmm. without practicing all summer and just show up and play a game against the Florida Gators. That doesn't make sense. And this is a mobile quarterback. That doesn't happen. Like, 
ACL surgeries have come a long way. You can do a lot after eight months. You can't you can't play high level college football games after eight months. You just can't. I think that this is a little bit of an overreaction, and I understand that people when they find out the starting quarterback is not going to play, they get excited, especially when you see uh, the spread high and it's now starting to go down, and people don't want to miss the boat, right? Right. Like, oh my goodness, six and a half is now six. I better get on it. I better bet the plus six. Oh, wait, it's five and a half. I better get on it. I don't want to miss the five and a half. And now it ticks down to four and a half and then four. We had a report last night that said Cam Rising is feeling good, looking forward to playing. This is coming from ABC Sports in Salt Lake City. He said he's fine. He said he's playing. But yet the spread has gone down. So is it misinformation? Is it somebody that knows what the public doesn't know? Here's my take on this. I don't care (laughs) because I think it's too much of an overreaction. Utah, and we talked about this on the college football podcast last night, AJ. And if you haven't listened to that, please go to RJ Bell's Dream Preview. If you're not following RJ Bell's Dream Preview, search for RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Make sure you're following the podcast and get all of our podcasts, not just the big dream pod when we do the NFL stuff, but the college football pod that AJ and I do, the baseball pod that I do with Josh Towers. McKenzie's got stuff on there as well. So make sure you follow RJ Bell's Dream Preview. But AJ, we recorded the college football podcast last night, and I, I we made comments, and I was kind of joking, but I wasn't joking. Like Kim Risen didn't just walk into Kyle Whittingham's office and say, Coach, you know what? I don't think I can play on Friday. I mean, Guess what? They've, they've known. been practicing without him. He hasn't been cleared to practice. They've been practicing without him at quarterback. So they're going into this game already prepared to not have Cam rising. If he was going to play, he was never going to play the full game, and he was only going to be an added bonus. The spread was the spread for a reason. The movement now is bogus. It means nothing to me. Utah's the better team. Utah's at home. Utah wins and covers. I don't disagree with you. I I do think there's been an overreaction to this because, like I said, I I didn't think he was playing all along. So uh, the idea that there there should have been some massive movement based on this news just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So um, I, I don't know how many points Cam Rising should have been to the spread. But I think it was already kind of calculated. It, that's what took it from nine down to four and a half. And, I, you know, if you think that he's worth more and more, and I'm guessing, you know, the number is going to keep moving. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of Utah love here. Uh, but I do think overall they're the better roster. And Anthony Richardson's not walking through that door. It's Graham frickin' Mertz who's going to be playing quarterback for Florida. And if you're excited about Graham Mertz, you think he's going to have three rushing touchdowns? <laughs> I got news for you. That ain't happening. The, the jump pump fake that yeah, Anthony that Richardson had happening. last year? Yeah, this Utah team, they're big on the lines, they're disciplined, they have the better coach, and they're at home where they just don't lose football games. Yeah, And we talked about this as well. Florida had some travel situations, travel issues, right? Yeah, the the hurricane forced them to travel a day early. They spent, uh, they're spending tonight in Dallas, uh, and they will, they'll be in Utah tomorrow uh, to be ready for the game. But yeah, it, it changed up their plans. They had to get out of town a little bit early. Yeah, I'm not buying the line movement. You know what? We all want closing line value. And if you had a plus six and a half ticket, if you had a plus nine ticket, you're very happy. But I'm happy because I'm going to get to take Florida minus four instead of six and a half. 
It's not a bad deal. Since 2018, two home losses for Utah. Is that good? One to one to Washington, one to USC. Oh, is that oh, oh is that good? That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it. And it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, bud. Uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. It was cut day in the NFL and... Maybe cut day in Major League Baseball as well yesterday because we had a couple of teams. This is weird. Put some players on waivers. Now, in the olden days, there was the trade deadline of July at the end of July. And then after, in the month of August, there was the waiver trade period where you can put a player on waivers. If they get claimed by another team, then you can negotiate a trade. So the trade deadline was never really the hard trade deadline. I mean, we used to see the Yankees and Red Sox in an arm in an arms race every single year, and that's when they would pull the trigger on big name, high priced players in August because it would be like, oh, well, the Yankees want to put in a, a waiver claim on this guy to to stop him from going to the Red Sox, and vice versa, and then you'd work out a waiver trade. They're, they don't do that anymore. Well, there's, I don't think the, I don't think the Yankees and Red Sox will do that anymore. Like, but not this year. In Major League Baseball, there's no more <laughs> August trades. Like the trade deadline is the trade deadline. There's no more waiver trades in August. So you put a player on waivers, then that's it. You can a team can claim them, and you can play pay your waiver fee. It's like fifty thousand dollars. And the thing that you benefit is you get salary relief. So you put a guy on waivers. If somebody else picks him up, they're off your books. You don't got to pay him anymore. Yeah. So thank you. And that's what the Angels did. The Angels placed six players on waivers yesterday. 
Lucas Giolito, relievers Matt Moore, Reynaldo Lopez, and Dominic Leone, outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichuk. Now, Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, those names sound familiar because... They were acquired at the deadline. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, Same thing with Grichuk. What a disastrous trade deadline yep. for the Angels in hindsight. Like it, it, it could not have gone worse for them. Not only did you gut your farm system to get a bunch of guys who didn't help you, but now you've thrown those guys out with the trash and Otani's hurt. You've got no chance to make the playoffs. This couldn't have gone worse for the Angels. If all six players are claimed, the Angels will save $7 million in salary. And it's going to push their payroll below the luxury tax threshold. So that's going to help them, obviously, in trying to make a pitch to Otani. It gives them more money to spend without, you know, having to go over that uh, balanced tax threshold. Other players that were put on waivers, Yankees put Harrison Bader on waivers. The Mets put Carlos Carrasco on waivers. White Sox, Mike Clevenger, and the Tigers reliever, Jose Cisnero put on waivers as well. And the Yankees, not only putting Harrison Bader on waivers, they released Josh Donaldson. So Josh Donaldson will no longer be admiring deep fly balls, thinking that they're home runs when he pimps them in the batter's box. So is Josh Josh Donaldson a guy you expect a contending team to to grab up? (sighs) He is. This is like the worst season he's had in forever. Um, He's 37 years old. Last season, he stunk. This season, he only played 33 games, 10 home runs, but a 142 batting average. He's been on the injured list. He was on on the IL from April 5th to June 2nd, and uh, he was on the 60-day IL after that, mid-July. It's just— This has to be up there with biggest bus signings that the Yankees have made. Part ways. He's going to clear waivers, and— if he gets put on a roster by Friday, he's postseason eligible. So if a team out there does think that he can play for them in the postseason and he, he is healthy, maybe they do take a shot on him. Now, if a team picks him up after, like, after the waiver period's passed, the Yankees are still responsible yes. for all that money. Yes. And the new team would negotiate a new deal with him? Well, if a team signs him, he would only uh, they, that team would only have to pay him the remainder of the major league minimum for the rest of the season, the Yankees are responsible for the rest of the money that he's owed. Yeah, so no one's going to sign him off of waivers. No. They're all going to wait till it clears, yep. and then somebody's going to try. Uh, maybe somebody tries to pick him up. His last three postseasons, uh, 0-91, 158, 172. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people are looking at Josh Donaldson as a guy who can really put him over the top but if he's in cheap, October. But if he's cheap, why not? You know, take, take a flyer on a guy. Last night in Major League Baseball, some excitement in the Bay Area. Alex Cobb took a no-hitter into the ninth inning, and with two outs in the top of the ninth inning, Alex Cobb lost his no-no bid. <laughs> that was brutal. Uh, that was uh, We were watching that when we were recording the, the college football podcast, mm-hmm. and, I mean, as close as you can get. And he had a great – there was a great play in center field to, uh, to save the no-hitter in the eighth. Couldn't quite make the play in right field in the ninth, but a uh, great effort there for Alex Cobb, who finishes the complete game. Uh, but, man, oh, so close. And how many guys lose that no-hitter in the ninth? I think Nolan Ryan has two no-hitters that he lost in the in the eighth or ninth inning or later. I remember like, it happening to Mike Messina. 
Yeah, I mean, it happens. It happens. Seems like it happens a lot. And I guess guys' arms are gassed out. Maybe they're a little easier to touch in those late innings. But uh, just a a tough break for Alex Cobb. I will say so close. I will say this: 131 pitches for Alex Cobb. His next scheduled start, if we're just going on normal rest, Sunday, the third, at San Diego. I will fade the Giants. Alex Cobb is 35 years old. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of lot of throws on a 35 year old arm. Wouldn't be surprised if they skip a start. I, it would be a smart move. I mean, the Giants are in contention, but uh, I, I don't think it'd be a bad move to skip. Giants a start. right now are, or at least push it back. A day. Yeah, Giants right now are the third wild card. They're one game back of the Cubs. They are tied with the Arizona Diamondbacks, two up on the Reds. So these are big wins against Cincinnati. They're three up on the Marlins. Speaking of the Cubs, we talked about the National League site young race. Uh, AJ, you and I did it a little bit on yesterday morning show. I also talked about it with former big league pitcher Josh Towers on the Major League Baseball podcast on R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. You guys got a name for that yet? R.J. Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball edition. Oh, come and, on. And, and uh, <laughs> we, um, we talked about Justin Steele who we felt, AJ, you and I, that he was disrespected in the odds. Yep. And just how great of a season that he is having. Last night against the Brewers, Justin Steele just continues to do what he's been doing all year. Six innings, eight strikeouts, one walk, six hits, zero runs scored. Cubbies beat the Brewers one nothing. What a pitching matchup it we was. We talked about it being a great pitching matchup. Between and Corbin Burns and Justin Steele. Now, I didn't bet it. I was going to, and I didn't. <laughs> but the no-run first inning was something that I looked at. The nerfy, <laughs> as it's called. It was minus. Great, great look. It great was look minus there. 130. And I said, Justin Steele and Corbin Burns, these guys aren't going to give up any runs. The one run that was scored in this game <laughs> came in the first oh, inning. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a tough beat. No other runs. So I didn't bet it. But I bet you people listening Plenty to this people podcast did. did. And the only run scored in this game came in the bottom of the first inning with one out after an Ian Happ double. Cody Bellinger grounded out, scoring Nico Horner, who was hit by a pitch as the second batter of the inning. Tough break for anybody who found who found that bet because it yeah. does seem like a it seems like a sharp play. It seemed like that would be the way to go. One run, only one run scored. That happened in the first inning. Uh, the Mariners lost the game last oh night. Oh my! That means there's a three way tie atop the AL West. What? Yeah, the Mariners lost to the Oakland A's. So right now, <laughs> Texas, Seattle, and Houston are all tied for first place. In the American League West. Do you remember standings. yesterday when you said the Mariners were minus 350 favorites? Yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy number. Yes, it was. <laughs> it continues to be a crazy number. Let's see if the craziness will continue here as we run down the schedule for Major League Baseball here on Wednesday. These odds brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Phillies will host the Angels with Christopher Sanchez. On the mound against Reed Detmers. Philly is minus 175. The White Sox, Dylan Cease day. Cease gets the start for Chicago in Baltimore against the Orioles. Kyle Gibson goes for the O's. Baltimore, minus 180. The Guardians are at the Twins. Sonny Gray goes for Minnesota. Tan- Minnesota. 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 Tanner Beebe for Cleveland and the Twins, minus 166. Rich Hill gets the start for the Padres. Miles Michaelis will go for the Cardinals in St. Louis. Cardinals, minus 115. 
Oh. Little slight favorites here. I don't, the I don't like the Cardinals as favorites ever. Brewers and Cubs back at it. Brewers, who that loss yesterday to the Cubs snapped their nine-game winning streak. Uh, Brewers will send Brandon Woodruff to the mound. Kyle Hendricks will go for Chicago. This is even minus 110 both ways. Nationals will send Patrick Corbin to the mound against Chris Bassett in Toronto. Blue Jays are minus 238. Bassett just dominant at home. That's Bassett dominant at home, and the Blue Jays mash lefties. Ah, here we go. So, But Corbin's been pitching well lately, so this isn't exactly it's a, not, a not slam the free dunk. roll it once was? No, it's not. Uh, Hunter Green will start for the Reds. Logan Webb goes for the Giants. San Francisco minus 166. Boy, if this was a no-hitter last night, I'd be betting on Cincinnati today. They didn't go out and smoke cigars and party last night after the uh, after no, the six one win. More of a somber mood. Twelve forty five first. Still pitch a nice win today. Still but... a nice win. Uh, the Mariners will look for revenge against the A's. Zach Neal starts for the Athletics. Bryce Miller for Seattle. Mariners minus two seventy eight. You're gonna lay the lumber? I will not. The A's don't win back-to-back. That's true. Minus 278, yeah, not doing it. Astros will have Framber Valdez on the mound against the Red Sox and Cutter Crawford. The Astros are minus 135. Yesterday, Houston was our DraftKings dog of the day, and they won 6-2 over the Red Sox. Now, it wasn't that juicy of a dog. It was plus 105, but... Still a dog. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays will be at the Marlins. Jesus Lazardo for Miami. Zach Eflin for Tampa. Tampa's minus 120. Rangers at the Mets. Daniel Reyes gets the start for the Mets. Dane Dunning for Texas. The Rangers minus 155. The Braves at the Rockies. Kyle Freeland for Colorado. And Darius Vines for Atlanta. Braves minus 245. You, uh, I, I think the move may be to go with the other uh, Padres as the dog of the day. Like I said, I don't like the idea of the Cardinals being the, the favorite. So for our DraftKings dog of the day, I nominate the San Diego Padres. Not a bad look. Uh, we still have a couple of games that don't have lines because the pitching situation is not clarified as of now. Garrett Cole gets a start for the Yankees at the Tigers, so you expect the Yankees to be favored in that one. Uh, Brady Singer starts for the Royals at home against the Pirates, and Andre Jackson is scheduled to go for Pittsburgh. And Diamondbacks with uh, Brandon Fod uh, at the Dodgers, and Lance Lynn getting the start for the Dodgers. Hmm. L.A. has won the first two games of this series against the Diamondbacks. Lance Lynn has looked a lot better for the Dodgers than he ever did for the the White Sox, I guess, you know, they kind of worked with him. Well, he's got a little better offense behind him. That That, that, is, that is true. Mm, Atlanta also has the Braves on deck Thursday to start a series. Atlanta is the Braves. I'm sorry, the, the Dodgers start a series yeah. with the Braves. I think I might go with the Diamondbacks. Okay. As a dog, dog of the there day. There you go, DraftKings Dogs of the Day. The FIBA World Cup continues. The United States dominating a 109-81 win over Greece. They're undefeated. Uh, Favorites to win the entire tournament at minus 145. Canada, second favorites at plus 350. Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA guru here on Straight Out of Vegas, is with us. Mackenzie, what have you noticed about Team USA? What do you like about them, and are they still deserving favorites in this tournament? Yes, they are. They have by far the most talented squad, and they're playing like a team, and that's what I like about it. Steve Kerr said before the tournament, there's no question that Anthony Edwards is the guy. And, you know, for a bunch of young guys, I might have rubbed people the wrong way, but it really hasn't shown up in any way on the court. He's been the highest scorer, but it's been right there with Jalen Brunson, uh, same amount of attempts as Austin Reeves. 
I feel like it's a really balanced team, and that's the kind of bas- basketball that doesn't have a lot of big dips. You know, you don't have to rely on one guy. So I feel like that is why they're favored. That's why they're going to coast to win this thing. And I'm going to cash my bet against Fez. Oh, what bet was that? Yeah, he had, you, he had Remember the, he faded? Like he had we, the field at even oh, money. Yeah. I have USA at even money. Okay, let me ask you then. Canada's the second favorite in this thing at plus 350. And they're undefeated as well. You look at their starting lineup. Dylan Brooks, R.J. Barrett, Kelly Olynyk, SGA, and Dwight Powell. Is that better than what Team USA is rolling out there? No. SGA might be the best player uh, of either team. And R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett's all right <laughs> in New York. He's all right. But... No, I would take Jalen Brunson and his teammates over him. <laughs> Canada's the only other team with five NBA starters. So they have by far, uh, they have serious talent. But none of those guys are going to make the all-star team, I think, except for SGA. Whereas America, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's an up-and-comer. Jalen Brunson is definitely probably the guy in New York, mm-hmm. not R.J. Barrett. Yep. And Anthony Edwards is a future superstar. So they, they have they have more high-end, upper-end talent. Well, the path has opened up with France being knocked out of the tournament. They were one of the favorites. Uh, they are done. Yeah. Uh, but there are still some teams out there. Germany, still undefeated. Dominican Republic, still undefeated. Um, How about Carl Anthony Towns? He's putting his... He's actually a winner now, nowadays. Yeah. He's actually putting his money where his mouth is. Uh, Lithuania is unbeaten. And then you've got some some 2-0 teams that are playing today. Uh, Serbia plays and Slovenia playing this morning, uh, as well as Spain. So you got some teams that are trying to get to 3-0. But Slovenia, obviously. What's with, that Slovenia uh, line? Uh, they're playing against Cape Verde. Minus 26 and a half. That's a made-up place, uh, and they've got Luca on their team. So yeah, I, I was about to say, can I get a line on Luca's points? I, I imagine he handles Cape Verde. Uh, but, yeah, the U.S. Uh, looking to go 3-0. and they By beating Greece, who was the second-best team in their pod, they've, uh, they've solidified themselves into the second round of this tournament. Luca against uh, Georgia scored 34 points. You know, the one thing that might worry me about this USA team in my bet is that they haven't played anybody. Greece is not a top 20 team in this tournament, and they're going to coast to 36.5-point favorites here, 41.5-point favorites versus Jordan. Canada had by far the most impressive result in this tournament. They're 1.5-point dogs versus France, and they blew them out by 20. So they're going to be a little bit more battle-tested in the USA. That's going to be something to watch. If you were to bet, you can bet on DraftKings, the winner without USA. Would it be Canada? It would be for me, for sure. Yeah, right now you can bet that at plus 200. The only thing I worry about is what if they play the USA? I have to, I have to look at the you bracket. Have to look at the bracket. Oh, yeah. they play them in the semifinals, and yeah. then it's like, oh wow, man, Australia made it to the final. I saw yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Head on over to pregame.com where you can take advantage of the football packages we have available right now. College football season is here. The NFL gets going next week. Right now on pregame.com, you can get NFL season-long packages, college football season-long packages combo. With multiple pregame pros, you can do Fezzik's NFL, AJ's college football, my college football, someone else's NFL. Anybody you like is available for you at pregame.com, and you can take 20% off using our promo code OPEN20. OPEN20 gets you 20% off at pregame.com. We are also still accepting entries into our contests, our free-to-enter contests. If you go to pregame.com, click on contests, you can find the Like Super Contest contest, which is just like the Super Contest. Pick five teams. You don't have to pick them all at once. You can wait until you get the best lines. And the winner, $1,500 cash. Or, or, hear me out, Free entry into next year's Westgate Super Contest. Plus, free proxy included. That's huge.
because yeah. sometimes you got to pay these proxy services. And a it's lot. a reliable proxy. Well, it's Mackenzie Rivers. Yeah, he's never he's never failed. It's the best in town. Get the picks in. Absolutely. Now you can also enter the college football contest. We have a beat Steve Fezzik college football contest. That's free to enter as well. The winner gets five hundred dollars cash. But if you beat Steve Fezzik, so if you win forty five units, because that's more than Fez did last year, forty four point nine, you win an extra five hundred dollars. You can win both of these contests and take home twenty five hundred dollars cash. Damn. Or just take home $1,000 and then free entry into next year's That's super true. contest. Then use that 1000 to enter the circuit contest. I mean. You could, yeah, you got a lot of chances to make more money. We're just giving it to you. Win that, that win $6 million. Yeah, it could turn into millions. We're giving it to you hey, at Matt, pregame.com. Have you ever, uh, when, you're, when you've proxied for RJ all these years, have you ever been up against a deadline and, like, been waiting for a text or an email from RJ and it didn't come? Like, what's your what's your plan if that were to happen? We always have a backup plan. Just go with, uh, you know, whatever Fez did in another contest, generally. I think 11.51 on a 12 midnight deadline was the latest. I was, like, I was do you start worrying? Like, do you, or, like... <laughs> I start worrying at 9.45. Okay. Yeah. But, you, like, you, you... I always get it. Even though you've got a plan... Like you know what to do if the if the pick doesn't come, it still's got to it's got to be stressed. I'm worried about my phone dying. Maybe I'll sit on it. <laughs> my phone screen cracked. I couldn't read it. I Sources read it. say you can find McKenzie on a Saturday night at the Westgate, <laughs> sweating with his phone plugged into the wall, <laughs> sitting on the carpet, Swe- <laughs> sweating profusely, staring at his screen, waiting for the text to come, asking in. for the Wi-Fi password just in case. It does feel cool because he tweets it out like 12 hours later on his Twitter at RJ in Vegas, but. I know first. You yeah. always know. I, I got it. And that's free if you win the Like Super Contest available to enter at pregame.com. Just click on contests. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.